storylines, battles, and two burning questions for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker group. That is coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Monday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media and staff writer for BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here with you Monday through Friday. We are back to five days a week starting this week. we got training camp starting next week, so we are back five days a week. Thank you very much for sticking through all of our schedule conflicts, and hopefully we do not have any more of those as we get ready for the training camp period. But we want to thank all of the everydayers who have come through every single time, uh, every single time that we drop an episode. We appreciate your continued support for the show. On today's episode of Locked On Bucks, we're going to discuss the state of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebackers. But before we get there, I got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Rankings coming up and two burning questions with neither of them surrounding Devin White. But first, let's take a look at the starters for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebackers entering training camp. On the outside, we've got Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, and, of course, veteran Shaquille Barrett coming back from his injury on the outside there. Inside linebackers, Levante David coming back for another season. A lot of us thought he would be gone this offseason, but they were able to make it work, figure out the numbers. Levante David is back for another year and just in time to wear the creamsicles one more time. Devin White uh, is your other inside linebacker. Uh, You may have heard of him. You may have heard some stuff from him or seen some activity on his Instagram pages over the offseason, but he is still a Buccaneer, and he is expected to be uh, at training camp participating and practicing, unlike OTAs and minicamp, where he was there for minicamp, just didn't do anything for minicamp because that is how we handle uh, some of our players. Training camp battles and storylines for this uh, linebacker group. First of all, I'm looking at the inside linebacker group, Cervasier Dennis versus KJ Britt. And I know that may not be the sexiest camp battle you've ever heard of in your life, but really the top four, right? Joe Triangelo, Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Devin White, pretty much solidified, right? Outside of any injuries, knock on wood, that doesn't happen to come up. Outside of that, you're pretty much set on your, your four starting linebackers. So really, we got to look at the depth. Cervasier Dennis, KJ Britt, you know, KJ Britt is a guy that had, you know, was applauded for his leadership ability, applauded for his special teams ability, and then was expected to develop into a contributor on defense over time. Uh, and from from time to time, you see him on the field defensively, and sometimes it looks okay. Sometimes it doesn't look all that great. And unfortunately, of course, the bad moments are going to stand out more than the good ones. But Servasier Dennis comes in here, and of course, a lot of people look at it as okay. Well, maybe Levante is not coming; they're going to come back again. Maybe Devin White's going to be on his way out, so you need to get a head start on trying to secure that position. Because the last thing you want to do is lose two starting inside linebackers in the same offseason. But that could be the situation the Buccaneers are up against. So you get Cervasier Dennis in this year. You start to get his education going. See if he can't compete with K.J. Britt to get some of that special teams role, but also get out there on the defense from time to time and maybe kind of become that third off-ball linebacker for 
the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The second camp battle or storyline. This isn't a, a battle. It's well, maybe it's a battle between Devin White and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's more of a storyline. The Devin White saga is going to continue. He is eventually going to have to speak to the media. He is eventually going to have to answer uh, the hard questions that he doesn't want to answer. We'll see how he answers them. You know, players, athletes have a lot of different mechanisms they can use to answer or not answer these questions. So we'll see uh, what happens when that time comes. But really, you know, every time you see Devin on the field with his teammates, and whether he's practicing or not, he's always smiling. They're always smiling with him. Levante David kind of mentioned it. they all know who he is. They support him. They they want him on the field. They know he's going to be on the field. All these great things that they're saying. But this is going to be the beginning of us seeing after the summer of or the spring of social media posts, after the trade demands, after the coach saying that you have champagne problems, after the non-trades, after all this other stuff. What kind of Devin White are we going to see down in Tampa during training camp? That's something that I know the Bucks game day staff is going to be looking out for. So that's something that we're going to be talking for or talking about quite often as training camp progresses. Uh, looking back at the season that was, though, 2022 facts and stacked stats with the injury suffered by Shaquille Barrett and his missing so much of the season. Backup outside linebacker Anthony Nelson had to step up, and he ended up ended up finishing the season leading the outside linebackers in sacks with five and a half of them. Uh, Joe Tryon Schwenka coming in, I think, with four, four and a half. Joe Tryon Schwenka, speaking of him, four sacks. There you go, in two years, or in year two, rather. That gives him four sacks in each of his first two seasons, so eight total uh, for his career, but again, trailing Anthony Nelson with five and a half, which of course leads a little bit to some of the angst over whether or not JTS is fully developing into a starting caliber outside linebacker. Levante David and Devin White, speaking about both of them, we'll speak about Devin or Levante David a little bit more later as well. The two of them, you know, we we had some, some I don't say drama, but some concerns that Levante David may not be around any further. Devin White introduced kind of his own concerns about being around any longer while well, the two of them pretty important not just from a leadership standpoint emotional energy standpoint but they also played 95 percent of the defensive snaps last season so that's a lot of snaps so you need those two guys on the field and then Devin White of course led the team in quarterback hits while Levante David led the team in tackles for loss so we talked about Devin White a lot we're not going to talk about Devin White as much on this epo- episode just because I want to spread the wealth around a little bit to the rest of the linebackers as well We've got some other questions some other storylines that I think deserve some attention as well. Speaking of questions, two burning questions coming up next on today's episode, including what if this is ye- the final ride? What if this year is the final ride for one of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers inside linebackers? That answer is next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that discussion is going to be brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs because today's episode of Locked On Bucks is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it's so easy to post a job that even a podcast host can do it. Once you get your job posted, throw the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions will make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) 
conversation on Locked on Bucks. We're going to look over to our burning training camp questions now as we get ready for training camp, which starts next week. Uh, granted, it's the end of next week, so almost like two weeks from now. But uh, we've got training camp next week, and then uh, it's it's football season, guys. It's it's pretty much back. We'll have one more kind of dead stretch there after preseason before the, re- the start of the regular season. But for the most part, football is just about to be back, and it couldn't come soon enough. Burning question number one. Uh, for today's episode is going to be the return of Levante David and whether or not this return is indeed the final return. So, of course, coming into the end of the season, going into the offseason, a lot of us expected Levante David to not be back this season. And it wasn't because nobody wanted Levante David back. Levante has been uh, a cornerstone, a keystone of this franchise since he arrived and one of the most underrated players since he arrived and Bucks fans love themselves you guys love yourselves some underrated buccaneers players and you like to champion them as as well as you do so nobody wanted to see levante david leave right but it just felt like an inevitability given the salary cap situation and everything else that he was probably going to leave but fortunately he ends up coming back uh he'll be under contract this year and depending we'll see what happens if they if he decides to play again but that is kind of the focus of this question is this levante david's final run is this training camp going to be his last Training camp is this first preseason game going to be his final first preseason game of his career? Well, if it is, according to Pro Football Reference, Levante David is going to be the fourth oldest off-ball linebacker to play for Tampa Bay at age 32. Uh, he does turn 33 in January, but still will be the fourth oldest. He, he would have to turn 34 to become tied for the third oldest, uh, which obviously can't happen in one year. So. Uh, at the end of this season, he will be the fourth oldest Tampa Bay Buccaneers off-ball linebacker to ever play and start a game for the franchise. The, lean, the three linebackers older than Levante David in their final seasons for the team, uh, they capped out stat-wise at 106 tackles. That was Derek Brooks, seven tackles for loss. That was Derek Brooks and Shelton Quarles tied for that. Two and a half sacks, which belongs to Quarles, and seven passes defensed, which belongs to uh, Derek Brooks. So if you want to talk about players, you know, off ball linebackers for the Buccaneers, 32, 33 years or older and the best seasons they've had, that's essentially the the benchmark that he's shooting for this season. Uh, if he can sur- surpass all those numbers then he will have without a doubt, clean sweep, the best uh, old guy uh, season in Buccaneers off ball linebacker history. It's weird to call him old because I'm like eight years older uh, than Levante David, but none of those numbers will be career highs for Levante, right? So it's certainly possible for Levante David to hit those numbers or even exceed those numbers. So certainly could be about to see the best season from a 32 plus year old Buccaneers off ball linebacker in the history of this franchise. Now in his career so far, Levante David is averaging 122 tackles per year, 13 tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, five passes defended. If you add those to his current career stats, that would put him at 1,468 tackles, 156 tackles for loss, 31 and a half sacks, and 64 passes defensed. These totals would rank Levante David in franchise history, second in tackles, first in tackles for loss. He's already there. Eighth in sacks. Uh, and of course, he's second in tackles, eighth in sacks already. And he would solidify himself really in those positions even more and put himself in position that if he did come back, could potentially uh, threaten to go even higher, and it would put him tied for fourth in passes defense. Now, the thing to remember here, as far as passes defense and being tied for fourth, Carlton Davis is also tied for fourth currently. He's going to get a few more opportunities to defend some passes. Doesn't mean he's necessarily going to come away with more, right? But there is a, a very good chance that Carlton Davis 
surpasses Levante David's, you know, passes defense uh, numbers, and that Levante actually ends up staying fourth instead, and just instead of being tied for fourth, Carlton Davis is third, Levante Davis fourth by himself. So if this is Levante Davis' last ride, obviously he's going to go down as one of the best, you know, the franchise has ever seen. I think he's he's a lock. He's got to be a lock for a future, you know, Ring of Honor uh, induction. I mean, you know, he's everything that he's been here for with the franchise, stayed with the team, didn't hold him hostage, won a Super Bowl. I mean, the leadership alone. Uh, and, of course, his impact on the community as well shouldn't be understated either. So, Levante David, if this is his last ride, certainly going to go out uh, at or near the top of Buccaneers franchise history and, uh, you know, certainly deserves it. So, if this is going to be his last season, uh, I'm glad he's doing it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and not someone else like the New Orleans Saints or something gross. Uh, burning question number two. Now we're going to go from an older guy to a younger guy. Is Joe Tryon Shoyinka on the path to get his fifth-year option picked up? So the last, I did some research here, the last outside linebacker who had his fifth-year option exercised was Jaguars linebacker Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen's three-year production leading up to his exercise, his option being exercised, again, uh, for first-round draft picks, the, the option has to be exercised in the offseason between their third and fourth NFL season. So when Josh Allen, after his three years, uh, first three years in the National Football League, had amassed 128 tackles, 25 tackles for loss, 48 quarterback hits, 20 and a half sacks. Joe Tryon Choinka uh, obviously hasn't played his third season yet, so he's on pace to have 103 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, 36 quarterback hits, and 12 sacks. So if you if you look at Joe Tryon Shoinka's pace and the last outside linebacker to have his option picked up uh, in his his third year or three year production. Tryon Shoinka is on pace to trail that number by 25 tackles, nine tackles for loss, 12 quarterback hits and eight and a half sacks. That is a rather large gap between where Joe Tryon Shoinka is pointed uh, and where Josh Allen was when he got. Now, again, we're not saying Josh Allen is the floor here to have your fifth year option picked up as an outside linebacker, but certainly you know when you look at histor historic facts and historic comparisons you want to be as close to that number uh, as you can right because if the jags picked up josh allen's and joe tryon shuinka is you know one or two off or you know maybe at most like five off on some stats like tackles uh then you know you could justify uh the 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 exercising of his option by the tampa bay buccaneers but with uh with you know again so basically you just see jts has to pick up the pace right he's got to make up about 25 tackles nine tackles for loss 12 quarterback hits eight and a half sacks he's not gonna be able to get it all obviously that i mean if he makes up the eight and a half sacks if he goes from 12 career sacks uh, or eight career sacks rather to 20 and a half career sacks that's going to be one heck of a season uh, and you would love to see it but i just i just don't think it's going to happen um and actually no you'd have to have even more you'd actually have to have uh, another four sacks so you actually would have to have uh, even more sacks so that would be a great season you would love to see it certainly i think you probably pick up his option if you see that production but i don't think it's gonna happen so that's kind of what he looks like when you compare him to the last outside linebacker to have his option picked up but there's also an outside linebacker who had his option declined in somewhat recent history and that was dallas cowboys linebacker leighton vander esch uh his total three-year production at the time of his uh option being declined was 260 or 272 tackles four tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, one and a half sacks. Now, I'm not a Cowboys expert, but I do. I, I see. I feel like there was a period of time though where the Cowboys actually played Leighton Van Der Esch inside as well, uh, but he's currently listed uh, by our lads as an outside linebacker, so that's why I went with him. So 
you know, if, if, if you're a Cowboys fan out there and, and you want to let me know, uh, maybe this, this comparison is a little bit off, but using the information that I have uh, accessible to me, right? So his total three-year production, again, Tryon Schwink is off by like 160-something tackles. That's another reason it makes me think that he wasn't just a true outside linebacker for those first three years. That's a lot of tackles for an outside linebacker. Uh, four tackles for loss, Tryon Schwink is plus 12 on that. Three quarterback hits, Tryon Schwink is plus 33. One and a half sacks, he's plus 10 and a half. So certainly has much better numbers than the last outside linebacker I could find who had his option declined. You know what I mean? So he's essentially somewhere in between, which I think is what makes this conversation a little bit more difficult. I can't sit here and necessarily make a prediction on whether or not I think Joe Tryon Schwenka's option will or will not be exercised. I can just tell you right now that if they do exercise it, you know, with, with the current situation, no Pro Bowls, all that stuff, it, it's the cheaper end of, uh, of exercising it. I could see, okay, you know, you do that and you secure a player for another year. If they don't exercise it, you would say, okay, it's due to the lack of some of these sexiest stats. Honestly, the fact that Anthony Nelson outsacked him uh, despite starting the season as a, as a backup and then, you know, having to come in and replace Shaq is not a good look for, for young Joe uh, there. So you're certainly hoping to see Joe try and Schwenka not only perform better than he usually does, but also pick up some of the drop production from years past. Uh, the Cowboys did decline the $9.1 million option on Vander Esch, but they subsequently re-signed him to a one-year deal last offseason, so 2022's offseason, and then a two-year deal this offseason. So Leighton Vander Esch, still a Dallas Cowboy, despite the fact that he has fifth-year option declined. So just because options get declined doesn't mean it's the end of the road. It just means you're not getting paid $9.1 million. I think now that number will be up over $12 million. Uh, NFL execs, coaches, and scouts seem to believe that Devin White might be worth more than what the Bucks seem to believe he might be worth. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. And that conversation is coming up thanks to our friends over at Bird Dogs who make you look good with stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They achieve this by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Plus, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that help keep, helps keep you cool and dry all day long, especially if you're hanging out at training camp practice down in Tampa, Florida. They will help you stay cool. They will help you stay dry, and it's anti-stink. So, I mean, what's what's better than that, right? Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL right now. You can get yourself a pair of bird dog shorts or joggers or whatever you want, and you will get this awesome free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. I never record without it. I never drive without it. I take this thing pretty much everywhere with me, uh, with me everywhere I go. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. We're wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Bucks with linebacker rankings and fantasy implications. And we're turning our attention to ESPN that recently ranked the top 10 off ball linebackers in the NFL. Uh, and they did it with the help of an anonymous poll uh, reaching out to NFL executives, coaches, and scouts. And number five of the top 10 on that list is none other than Devin Whites, the man, the myth, the man who wants $100 million, at least that's what we think he wants, uh, was number four in 2022. So he actually did fall on this list by one spot. His highest ranking among the execs, coaches, and scouts was number two. And I got to tell you, if you're Devin White's agent and you see this anonymous polling and his highest ranking was number two, you're telling your client, or if you're Devin White saying this, you're saying, see, someone out there loves me. Someone out there thinks that I'm great. Someone out there thinks that maybe I'm a $100 million man. 
If I'm Jason Light, I'm thinking someone out here is trying to inflate this man's ranking to make him believe that they're going to pay him that much money to cause us problems. And, you know, the, the NFL is a dirty business, guys. There's, there's a lot of espionage that goes on out there. So I don't know. I would like to know who this number two guy. I would like to know who it is that put Devin White number two because I would like to have a conversation with that person. But uh, it is what it is. The lowest ranking unranked. So that's <laughs> so not even like an honorable mention, right? Like that's that's such a, a wide berth of votes. You have the highest at number two, the lowest unranked. I mean, it's, it's just it's 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 interesting, right? Uh, so according to the ESPN article, quote, most agree White did not have his best year in 2022. And at times looked uninspired in a season in which he posted 124 tackles, zero interceptions, and five passes defended. ESPN went on to quote an AFC scout is saying, quote, he's a top five talent that played outside of the top 10 last year. Uh, ESPN went on to say an NFC scout added that discipline and physicality appeared to be the issues last year. And it's hard to crack the top five when that happens. So here's end quote. So here's what here's the problem. We pretty much all agree that Devin White didn't have his best year. He's number four in 2022. He didn't have his best year in 2023, or uh, he's number four heading into 2022, didn't have his best year in 2022, but we're still going to rank him second overall. We have an AFC scout talking about he's a top five talent. Okay. That played outside the top 10. But we still have a guy ranking him number two. NFC scout says that he lacked discipline, lacked physicality, hard to crack the top five when you lack those two things, but we still have a guy ranking him top two. I don't know, guys. I... I'm calling shenanigans. I think that someone is out there trying to inflate this number to be like, yeah, yeah, Devin, you're, it's probably a Saints guy or it's Sean Payton, you know, even in Denver, he just doesn't care. He's just, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it's sus, man. It smells to me is what it is. Okay. Bottom line, Devin White, is he top five potential? Absolutely. Top five potential, top 10 potential, all that stuff. Did he play like that that last year? No, not even close. Not even close. Hopefully he does this year, but that's discussion for a later day. Look at PFF. Uh, Levante David, by the way, not in the ESPN rankings. PFF linebacker rankings, tier number one, number two overall linebacker, according to PFF, Levante David. So we have Levante David not in the top 10, according to ESPN's anonymous polling. And then we have Levante David, number two, PFF. The, the disparity here is just comical. Uh, PFF mentioned six straight seasons with overall and coverage grades above 70 for Levante David. Tier six. Number 25 overall, Devin White is, is where, yeah, PFF has him. Uh, cumulative 76.7 pass rush grade over the past three seasons for Devin White. Obviously a very talented pass rusher. Looking at his fantasy, their fantasy rankings, individual defensive player leagues. If you're looking at either of these linebackers, Devin White is linebacker eight, according to Fantasy Pros, number 10 overall in IDPs. Levante David, linebacker 26, number 37 overall in IDP. So, Take that information for what you will. A little bit crazy out here in pre-training camp land. Coming up tomorrow, James and I will be back. And I feel like that's the first time in like a year that we will be back on the same episode together. So make sure you come back for that. We're going to have a lot of fun. In the meantime, if you got any questions or comments, leave them in the YouTube comments or email them to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. We got some top tens. Maybe James and I will refresh that top ten conversation on tomorrow's episode and uh, see what you guys have to say some of you don't like my rankings and some of you don't like the overall rankings some of you are mad that Keyshawn Johnson wasn't in the rankings and that's uh, an interesting take so thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day every day for making us part of your day part of your routine if you have anything else Buccaneers related you want to know or discuss make sure you're following me at dharrison82 on Twitter James at jr underscore bucks and the show at Locked On Bucks until we speak again please be safe be kind 
fire the cannons, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank <laughs> you.